This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. We are back here at the Rams Head Roadhouse with George Young from DCMDBA Weather again. And i got to be honest, man, we tried this about three weeks ago and had the greatest conversation. This woman just strolled up to us outside on the deck and uh, plopped herself down and said, what y'all doing? And our conversation was totally derailed. We had a great conversation with her for probably, what, an hour, an hour and a half? It was about, a, yeah, that, that sounds right. And we called it a night and, and rescheduled. It was. That was back back during, uh, I would earlier, say, with COVID, but that was during Cicada Day. It was Cicada High time, for sure. That's right. Well, now we are inside because it's hotter in hell. We do want to talk about the weather. And I know that as we're recording this, there is a hurricane coming up the coast. Yeah. Uh, don't know whether it's going to come here. But we wanted to talk about hurricane season and just about what we can expect with summer weather, man. So, first of all, how you been, man? <laughs> Doing great. You know, it's summertime. Cicadas are gone. They were fun while they lasted. No, they weren't. I think they wore out their welcome (laughs) after the fourth week. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's summertime, and and, uh, we had some big storms here last week, so finally some active weather that uh, really, uh, it was deemed not a tornado that went through in Arundel County, but damaging straight-line winds. And so I think you and I texted that that day or the day before, like, we need something that's you know, active weather. So, and here we are into an active tropical storm hurricane season already. That was a crazy storm last Thursday. That was, uh, you know, any thunderstorm has the same potential as anything else to become just off the charts. And it's just a matter of what evolves in real time. And, and that one did right And it. There was no bubble over Annapolis. Like we talk about all the time. Nope. And, uh, it really ripped through and, and it was fortunate that no one really got seriously hurt. There were trees going down and all kinds of stuff. Right. And, and so it was, it seemed like maybe a tornado went through. There was a tornado warning, but it was, it was deemed not a tornado. Whereas a day or two later or even later that night i think in dc there were two tornadoes yeah i think in northern virginia and dc there were so there were some small ones that you know it was just the right mix of uh winds coming in from the different directions at at, at different heights and it, it just popped a little bit so uh yeah uh got past that and here it is 95 degrees out today and we're, we're well, in the summertime so. well, welcome to july welcome well, to july we are in the i would say almost in the middle of hurricanes not in the middle we're in the beginning of hurricane season start up what june 1st through the end of november june 1st goes through the end of november they've kind of annexed the beginning of it to say may 15th because climate's changing and nor- norms are changing right and, and really that's a good segue into this discussion because Last year set a record for named tropical or tropical systems. Uh, there were 30 named systems last year, which was a record. 14 of them, I think, were hurricanes, which was maybe one off the record or a record. And uh, it was the fastest year to the fifth named storm. Normally, the fifth named storm comes around in like mid-August or September. Oh wow! And last year it happened on something like July 6th. Well, this year broke that record because Elsa, which is the storm we're facing maybe later this week, was the fifth named storm on July 1st, right? So the climate is changing. Things are happening faster with greater intensity. And here we are talking about hurricanes with Elsa uh, impacting Florida right now and possibly coming up the coast as a tropical storm. It'll probably be a rainy windstorm of sun, you know, a rainy storm with 30 mile an hour winds. Right. Nothing crazy, but we're, we'll get a, a little bit of it. Well, is climate change really extending the hurricane season? I mean, they're, they're coming earlier. It seems they're coming earlier and more frequently. And, I mean, the more frequently I would get, just because it's 
they feed off of warm water. Warm water, yep. So um, the climate change is warming the oceans, it's warming the air temperature. Even if it's just by a degree or two, that extra uh, heat content is there. And it's taking that heat and just using it as, as fuel, right? And so that's what occurs. And, and I think it is. I think it's why we also see more thunderstorms that are harsher and they contain more rainfalls. You know, we see more one and two inch thunderstorms than ever. And it's just because the, the air temp is a little warmer. Again, one degree is a big deal on a global scale. So I think that's what we're seeing. And, and I think it's a reality that we're there's no turning back. Well, that was, that was my question then. You think they're getting the hurricanes as well as the just weather patterns in general are getting more severe? They're uh, maybe not so much severe. That's uh, one thing. But they're just more chaotic, more intense, more uh, frequency, greater frequency. So it's ramped up on every level. We're just so far ahead of projections, I think, that we thought we would be in this position maybe in 2030 or 2040. You could look at whatever study and, and say we're just about on every level ahead of where we thought we would be, at least in my opinion. I think the science kind of bears that out. You can you know, assess uh, numbers in whatever way you kind of want based on your mindset or agenda, but... Look, I mean, temperatures are, are blasting. I mean, last week or a couple weeks ago was the hottest temperature ever recorded in Canada. And then the, a day or two after, the place where it was recorded had a lightning strike, and that place got obliterated, I think, Lytton or Lytton somewhere in western Canada. Right. And it got obliterated with uh, forest fires. I mean, it just wiped the town out. So uh, we're just seeing big temps. I think we saw two or three days a week or two ago in Seattle in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon where temps were in, a, in the hundreds, hundreds, you know, where they broke records that had been set for a long time and, and they broke it two or three days in a row, you know, so um, any place on the map, it just seems as uh, nowhere is immune to uh, temperatures. I think one telling thing is north of the Arctic Circle in multiple places are seeing just all-time temperatures that they've never seen before. Wow. You just don't see 100 degrees above the Arctic Circle, and, and it's happened, I think, in a couple places in the last 10 days. It's crazy. So it's every, it's everywhere. Well, I, t I tell you, I know that we speak several times a year, and we do a podcast, sort of an update, and I know you hate this, but, I mean, do you have any kind of predictions for what we're in store for the summer? You know, here— I mean, because God knows there wasn't any snow last winter. That's, that's right. And so last winter, uh, and it came about in a, a weird way. I, I forecasted personally a below average winter, and it played out that way. It was, we had a little bit of snowfall here and there. Uh, and in real time, it was the worst winter I've had in years in terms of accuracy on a storm-by-storm -storm basis. The winter is one thing, but for the summer, for, for temperatures on an annual basis and for hurricane predictions or named storms, I would say every year moving forward, unless something different happens, I would say it would be hotter each year. I would, I would forecast above average temps, and I would forecast above average named storms. It just goes hand in hand. So last year, average named storms are probably... 17 named storms per year or 19 whatever the actual number is last year killed that with 30 we're already at five for this year so had we done our recording three weeks ago i would have said above that i would have said 20 or 25 storms and that's what everyone has said anywhere you look accuweather colorado state is known for its hurricane forecasting it has a special center for it it's just the standard forecast for temps and for named storms 
and and you know in the winter it's different you know and and i think to have an above average snowfall winter you just have to it's it's kind of been this way for decades around here you just have to have that one or two storms where you get 10 or 15 inches and then you go oh we had a great winter otherwise they're not planning out we just don't get a, a, a like six or eight six inch snowfalls it just doesn't seem to happen right true so, want to talk about what we can do to keep um keep people safe throughout the summer months during a uh, abnormally or maybe not abnormally but a uh, increasingly normally high uh incidence of weather incidents but as we get into the weather that's potentially dangerous and hurricanes and tropical storms and all that kind of crap that's maybe coming up the coast and i mean there's always the threat of a of a storm getting the mouth of the bay and coming up the bay i mean that's been this big fear and at some point it's going to happen uh, we just don't know whether we're going to be alive for that but you know storms are dangerous i mean we've had the thunderstorms that popped up well the other night but we also had a couple of years ago up in baltimore that overturned a couple of the water taxis there was certainly the derecho derecho Der- yeah the derecho the, the derecho 2012 you know, yep. a couple of years ago but what what do you tell people to make sure that they're safe i mean when you know you hear the warnings okay my the cell phones go whoop, 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 there's a tornado warning run to your basement i you know i and I, i'm one of the first ones to ignore that i mean Am I wrong? It's it's a challenging world because there's so much information at our disposal. And now some of these things come whether you want them or not, right? They're they're pushed to us from governments and National Weather Service. And, uh, you know, they come in handy. I mean, a tornado warning. When when those tornadoes happened last week in Northern Virginia and in D.C., I just happened to be watching the Nationals baseball game. And the storms were moving in. I was watching the radar. And then the announcers, both of their cell phones went off with tornado warnings. And on the live broadcast, and they went, oh, a tornado warning has just been issued for D.C. And we're in D.C. Let's see what the ground crew is going to do. And they actually took like five minutes to uh, pull everyone off the field, which, you know, made it a little precarious. But the, the challenge for... Uh, all of us in the general public, it's just there's a ton of information. And and it's really what drives kind of what I do with weather forecasting and the platform that I have, which is uh, especially the app that that I have, which is DCMDVA Weather in the app, Google and, and uh, <laughs> Apple app stores. It helps, to, in my opinion, to have a source that is a human putting messages out. It, otherwise, it's a computer model or a generated thing that's a little too kind of, you know, broad-based, right? And so you get these warnings, and when when you get a warning like that, I'm if I were you or even when I get them, I'm looking for some interpretation of what does this mean? Is it for my area? And so anyways, there's a lot of information. It's hard to figure it out, and what do you do, right? And so you just have to... You have to follow some basic rules. If there's a thunderstorm, you, you got to get inside. I mean, because lightning will take you out. You know, you, you know, and so the National Weather Service moniker of when thunder roars, go indoors. It's a little corny, but it's true, right? Because lightning can can reach out 15 miles from any storm. So that's that's a basic thing to do any time of year. When, when you hear thunder, you got to get inside. If you hear there's a tornado warning, you just have to get in a basement level or an interior room wherever you are, and you got to hope it doesn't hit your spot on the map. It's it's luck of the draw when right. it comes well, to I that. Well, I mean, the tornado obviously is very, very focused. Very I focused. Mean, and uh, you, I mean, we're here at Ramstead Roadhouse. I mean, it could come down the parking lot, take out, you know, take out the band, but not, 
you know, leave, leave the kitchen fine. It's true. It really is. It's very focused. And the opposite is a hurricane. It's the exact opposite. It's a little painfully opposite because especially when you get into the thick of hurricane season when things can really come off of the African coast and develop as waves of low pressure, and they can form pretty early in the eastern Atlantic. And then what happens? It's like a 14 to 21 or 28-day tracking period of a storm, and all this hype builds up. It hasn't been the case so far with these storms that develop central or western Atlantic, right off the east coast, or Elsa is now a a storm that developed. You know, it's been five days, and it'll get through here quickly. And I think what happens is those storms that form long distances away, a little bit of, like, apathy, you know, kicks in after 14 days, and it's still, you know, 200 miles east of Cuba, and you're like, where is it going to hit, right? And, and of course, also, because things don't hit here, you know, we almost never are in the cone, and even when we're in the cone, the storm almost always veers away from the D.C., Baltimore, Annapolis area. You tend to have that cry wolf scenario where everyone just goes, I'm not going to pay attention until about 48 hours out if it's the real deal. And and our biggest example of that was Isabel in 2003, I think. And that, that was one that formed way out in the Atlantic. And it took a beeline of a kind of 45-degree angle northwest uh, toward... Uh, the mid-Atlantic, and it really held its course, which is not at all the norm. And so we could see it coming for days, and it produced historic flooding in Annapolis. And and that was, you know, the center of the storm went through Virginia. You know, it was 100 miles away from here kind of thing. So you're right. It it is a matter of time. What can you do to prepare? If it's thunderstorms, just pay attention to radar and the sky and get inside if you hear thunder. It's that simple. And and I I will say that your app is very good at that. I mean, I I do enjoy your app. Uh, I use it all the time. Yeah, good. um, and listen to listen to the forecast on the DNB. I mean, you, 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 you do you do a very good job of that. I mean, you and I've said it a number of times, but Annapolis has this little bubble. It seems usually didn't last Thursday, but you know you hear about these violent storms that are coming around, and, and it sort of hits like the South River and dissipates, goes around and regathers over on the eastern shore and moves on. Um, and that's something that. As you said, models don't necessarily pick up on or a computer-generated thing. And honestly, if you look at some of the um, meteorologists out of the television stations, I mean, they're they're in Baltimore, they're in Washington. If they're not at home, and most of them live like yeah. in southern Pennsylvania or something like that, you're here. I mean, so you know what this weather does, how it behaves when it hits. Coming off of 95, which I'm presuming is is heat adds heat to it, you know, inland. Once it hits the water, it does something. And, you know, I mean, you know the science behind it. And, with, I mean, we've got a lot of things going on. I mean, we've got a big mass of land on the eastern shore. we got this big mass of water, the Chesapeake Bay. A whole bunch Bigger of, mass of water with the Atlantic. So you've got yeah, a lot going on. A whole bunch of peninsulas followed by, you know, there's mountains to our west. and <laughs> So, you know, around here in the wintertime, I don't think the bay personally has a huge impact on snowfall. Yes, the bay water is warmer than the air temp, but if it's cold enough to snow, it typically snows. Sometimes you see more snowfall in the Annapolis region than surrounding, sometimes less. It, it's just snow shapes up in a weird way. and. Everyone gets hyper-focused on, well, you said three inches and it was four and a half. All right. I mean, 
general, it's pretty accurate, you know. Right, right. Whereas rainfall, if you say it's going to rain half an inch and it rains two inches, no one cares because it's water. It just flows away, right? And plus, it, there's no childhood dream associated with water, you know. It's just all about sledding. But um, with thunderstorms, you know, the, the water... Uh, to the Chesapeake Bay, right? You might get a little bit of a bay breeze coming southeast or east to west, pushing slightly cooler air, and then you have this hot air mass or or line of storms coming from the west. There is something that kind of breaks storms apart or accentuates them because you just get these real micro-level differences in in wind directions and temperatures you know just it's uh there's a lot going on when thunderstorms occur so there could be some impact there there is an impact to very specific uh location shaping up of thunderstorms and then of course same with uh you know you nailed it mountains to the west and ocean to the east it all just adds a lot of variables for everything but for thunderstorms there's there's uh air coming with you know um Look, we had that weird, uh, it was a nice weekend uh, for 4th of July weekend, Yeah. but there was a low pressure system off of like the Cape Cod, you know, New England coast, and we had northwestern, uh, a a northwesterly flow, which we had great temps on Saturday, it was like 78 or 80 degrees on July 3rd, but then came a weird kind of northwesterly flow of rainstorms that just kept filtering through. That's something you see typically with spring and wintertime storms and not summertime, but a low pressure off the coast of New England is a low pressure. And it it just was a it was a unique thing. Right. It was kind of a bummer that hopefully didn't uh, literally dampen too many plans for people. But, you know, some people had fireworks going Saturday night. And so anyways, the wind is a big thing and the bay the bay plays a role more, in my opinion, for thunderstorms. Then for winter storms, you have to just listen to the forecast, be kind of aware of changing sky conditions for thunderstorms. And then for hurricanes, just kind of generally be prepared. And around here, we have the luxury of kind of not having to really tune in until 48 to 72 hours out. And then it's real deal. The, the one storm outside of Isabel that was kind of a, a deal maker around here, I think, personally, was last year. The weirdest name of a storm ever, Isaias or Ice, you know, whatever. But that thing came through as a tropical storm, and we ended up in the cone, and it was just powerful when it moved through. It brought some very strong thunderstorms, and so you just have to kind of be weather aware. And, uh, you know, as Frankie McDonald, our friend in Eastern Canada, says, I love when he comes on, be prepared, right? Just be prepared. And part of that is being, you know, my, my tagline is always stay weather informed. Just pay attention to the information and, and make sense of it. Well, I, I know also, and, and there's a lot of common sense stuff that you can do. I mean, you know, have I, I you have batteries. Have uh, batteries. You know, charge your devices. You know, it's all you know, get, stuff. Have get, a battery backup, right? That's a big thing now. For, for your phone or whatever it may be. Um, I, guess, I guess you don't need them for transistor radios anymore. Yeah. You can get the internet. But, I mean, you know, you can count on a violent storm taking down your internet access. That's right. That's right. So you have to have cell phones and iPad. You know, everyone has these devices that can overcome if your if your Wi-Fi or internet goes down. You can also get the old school NOAA weather radio, which runs on batteries. But even if those batteries run out, I have one the crank? where you can crank it and it generates enough so for you to listen and look. 
it might happen once in your life where you have to do that and it comes in handy. But when it does, you'll be glad that you have that. So it's another one of those without being a super prepper kind of uh, person or mentality. Have a NOAA weather radio, have batteries, have a flashlight. We have flashlights on our phone now, phones now that are super powerful. Yeah. But, you know, have some basics. Have a couple, uh, you know, gallons of water, you know. Yeah. And, that's just normal everyday life, but it comes in handy when you need it. I'd say I'd say throw a couple of blankets in the trunk of your car too, as well, because I mean, you know, with the storms in the summer, especially, you get a lot of flooding. Get a lot of flooding. Uh, don't ever cross a flooded road. Uh, you never enough. know. Never you know, know how deep it is. And it is tempting, and we see it every every year, uh, and every year people die from it, and others, you know, get lucky, and you know, it, it's hard to make good decisions in those moments. They're there are real moments where your your brain reacts differently, and it just is, uh, you know, but that's one that really has to be taken to heart, and it doesn't happen too much around here, but there are some areas well, that it, flood it, it frequently. Well, it does. Just on Reddit, it's sort of going viral again. There was a video about um, the Ellicott City flooding several years ago, back in, what, 15? Uh, I think it was 15, 16. 16 and 18, maybe, something like that. And, I mean, you know, where the cars were floating down Main Street. Uh, so, I mean, they were just parked on dry land when they went to dinner. No. So, so with these heavier thunderstorms, with more rain, I think we're seeing more instances of flash flooding and water across roadways. It just happens. And a lot of times it happens even when you're weather aware and prepared. You're driving somewhere. And when a two-inch uh, per hour thunderstorm hits a place, it just overwhelms Overwhelms it. it. And then out of nowhere, you were going to pick up your kids from practice or going to work or whatever the deal is and you're faced with this kind of life or death situation it's not to be alarmist about it but that's just what happens in a flash flooding scenario and it it will uh it will freak you out you know and so what do you do right just just don't don't drive into it right it's these these kinds of conversations or the basic message right Get inside when there's thunder and lightning. Don't don't cross a road that's covered with water. Pay attention to uh, you know the severe weather alerts and, and don't put a fork in the electric socket. Don't do that to try to generate electricity. What, yeah. What's your take on um, milk, eggs, toilet paper, and uh... yeah, you know it's it was just such an old school thing to do, I guess, because people couldn't deliver milk and you know like it just it's such an old mentality that. But it's part of the the folklore of of uh, storms. I don't ever remember a time in my life that I was stuck, that I couldn't get to a grocery store within a week. Within a week, right? That's it. (laughs) And there have been some times where we're stuck for two or three days, legitimately, even now. But not a week. And and, and, and you're not going to starve in two or three days to death. Yeah. It's a human behavior thing, right? Oh, man, this is real deal. Let's go out. You just, you know, you're in the store. You have a mindset of... Let's just get the right amount, and then you you just start shoving stuff into your cart, you know. And it's panic buying. It's just it's part of the fun, but you do not need to do that, especially with Amazon and everywhere it delivers now, and they're they're just robust services, right? And they just they could probably deliver something to you during the storm or right after it, right? So we have options at this point. I think the greatest option we have is pay attention to all of the information and find a source that you like. If it's DCMDVA weather, great, you know? I do it because it's a passion, and it's uh, I hope it's helping people out. But there are lots of sources, whether it's someone on TV, but just make sense of it, and really that's kind of the best thing we can do is just pay attention 
and know that, again, watching someone on TV, you're making that connection. They're telling you, do this or do that. That's a human. You see them, and they're interpreting the data for you. That's the value of weather forecasting on TV. For me, it's on the uh, daily news brief, and it's, it's through the app with push notifications. This is not... A computer ever generating a message that I send out. It's 100% a human reading something and saying... George pushing the button. It is. It's me typing the message or someone that's working with me. I've had interns and and other people, but it's a human sending that message out. So if you get a push notification from our app, then you know that's a human reading this radar and giving me something in real time. And, And I think whether it's me or any other source... It's the best thing you can count on in a weather scenario, especially where it's real time, which is typically thunderstorms. I mean, nothing else creeps up on you faster than thunderstorms or flash flooding. True, true. Now, what what is the website? What's your website again? Website is now dcmdvaweather.com, and the app is dcmdvaweather. So, kind of aligned it all, makes it easy. It out, makes it easy. It's a little long winded, but spells out the region. Uh, people still refer to it as DMV weather, which is where I kind of started with it. Originally, when I lived in Cape St. Clair, uh, it was CSC weather, and okay. I, I launched that because trees fell on my house for the derecho in 2012, and that was it. And gave me a, a good excuse and way to rejuvenate a childhood dream of being a, a forecaster. So here we are, been doing it for several years now. I mean, that was 2012, so nine years since doing that. And I really started in 2011 um, kind of doing some things on, on Facebook and so it's, it's been a legit 10 years, but certainly five or six or seven as, as uh, you know, a dedicated daily effort. And you and I, we do it well, five days a week. That's one thing I want to mention, too, is that for to peel the curtain back a little bit on this uh, daily news brief and how this works. I mean, when you get the weather report, if you if you download it and listen to it at 6 a.m., um, that was done, you know, sometimes that was done 15 minutes before you're hearing it. Uh Sometimes it was done an hour or two hours, and you know, depending on whether it's in a, you know, a solid, boring situation, there's nothing around for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It may be yeah. done the evening before, but this is done by George, who is local right here in Anne Arundel County, that is reading the charts, the books, the maps, and the, the, the models and yeah. everything else. And because Annapolis is so unique, and Anne Arundel County, with just everything we've got going on. It is really one of the best sources that are around. I do appreciate that Good. you know Thank that you. you do every you know every day. And uh, I know you gave me a hard time when I called you out on a busted snowstorm a couple of years ago, but it's uh, yeah. But you know, I, I remember dates, right? So that was like November fifteenth, twenty eighteen, for the record. And it was a weird, you know, like you could see a little bit of snow coming, and it was it was a hey a November snow. So it was a that's true. All right, when's the first snowfall of this winter? Ooh, right. Give Top, me a date. Come Topper Shutt always man. does this, the golden shovel or whatever he does. Uh, and he, he, Give me a date. I want a date, yeah, specific I'm date. I'm going to say December 15th. December 15th. Okay. Which is probably kind of a an average number. Sometime and this, in December. And we're talking measurable snow, right? At least one inch or more. Okay. I'm going to go sometime in November. Oh, I like it. All right. We'll put five bucks on this? Five bucks All it right. is. As we, as we wrap up, I'll pick up dinner tonight here at Ramshead yeah. Roadhouse. All right. We'll put five bucks on the, I say the end of November from the 15th to the right. 1st, and you say December 15th. I'll say the on? 15th specifically. I'll go right on a date. You know, if, if, it, if it's close to that, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Give or take five days, yeah. right? Go to DCMDBAweather.com. Download the app on the Google app or the... Apple App Store. Apple, yep. Apple app? That's, that's hard to say. Apple App. Uh, that's, like, that's like the guy sings with the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yeah. Apple App. Um, I know it's Apple the App. There's a D in there. But, um, George, thank you very much uh, again for sitting down with me. And thank you for everything that you do every single day. Uh, I say every single day, but five days a week. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, it's, it's great. I aside appreciate from November 18th, a couple of years ago, it was you know it's been <laughs> uh, water under the bridge, right? No, it, it's been a good run. We've done this for about four years now. Uh, I got to look at that pretty yeah. soon. It'll be four years at the end of August, and uh, it's been good. You know, I, I think uh, I don't know how long we'll go with it, but. It, it worked been, out. Wow. Yeah, it's it's uh, it works out. It's now. I'm sure for you, it's just a part of my daily rhythm. George, it's always good to see you. Thank you very you much. Too, and um, let's uh, recover or regroup again around uh, November 16th when that first snow's coming in. That's right for a snowfall prediction podcast. That's for sure. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.